Welcome to episode seven. What? Seven? Seven of Digitally Built. We just set up an email address, um, hello at digitallybuilt.com. And if you guys out there would like any topics covered, um, you want us to talk about anything, or you have a good point that you want to make in, about one of the episodes, you know, we'll bring it up in the next episode. And uh, if it's a good point and a valid argument, maybe against or something we were saying or for something. And if you have any um, ideas, great guests that you want to try to have on. And then if you have any good questions for them, that would be great if you could just shoot us an email. Yeah, we definitely realize that we are not experts and some people have found stuff that works better than things that we say or, you know, philosophies that work better for them where they are. And that's awesome. So we'd like to hear that from, you know, what few listeners we have. Um, that would be great. And yeah, our website is digitallybuilt.com. It's it's just a whole of a website, but you can stream the show straight from there. Um, mine and Chris's info is on there as well. So you can check that out too and also you can if you want to hit it up hit us up with some questions just uh twitter is great too if uh you use that at all i'm at fenner 403 and jesse's what are you at jesse lavender yes this week um we're going to talk about two two different things the first topic is calling it protocol and future proofing just kind of trying to set up set yourself up um, for future successes with working with a team or just just with yourself because um, you can get you know a year out and be you know your files are all weird you know your what you feel always can change of, of you know your ideas about things um, and we're talking more about like organizing projects yeah and footage and labeling things um. but you know also we could talk more about you know, we could go into the to the fact of trying to stay. You know, I feel like it's good to stay in. Mindsets always change. You know, every mm-hmm. mind literally changes every few weeks with what I want to do or different ideas. But I feel like if you can find some solid core principles on on different things to at least keep keep some frames of mind the same so that, you know, a year out, your goals will still be, you know, you'll be moving along with your goals and, you know. Well, I think like, if we're talking about like project management and stuff, I mean, everything, it depends. You know, I think anybody that tells you there's one way to do something, A, is not a professional and B, you shouldn't listen to them because everything depends on your client, on what you're doing, you know, how you shoot something depends, you know, their location depends, everything's dependent. You know, it's not a solid answer. But what is important is you make a decision that you think after you do your research is best for you now and not like not make a decision. Right. Because then that just leads to more in all kinds of different aspects, but more (laughs) non-decisions. Yeah. So like decide that use your best knowledge, ask people that are smarter than you, research it on Google, which is great, especially if you're talking about like file um, project management and then just implement something. Right. And then if it changes, well then change it. But yeah. make sure it's a turn that you want to take and then take that turn. Don't kind of meander. Right. That's, I've just And not just like structuring how you organize projects, but just generally in life I've learned that like people that can't make decisions 
just they don't really have a direction. So like make a decision, stick with it. Don't overthink it. Just do it and go. Right. It'll be okay. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I agree. And I guess one of the best mindsets to have to future proof yourself in general is just to is to be open and and be open to change but always know where you want to go in the long run. Always keeping that in mind because the ways to get there ever changing it seems like I mean whether it be the file organization you use for your videos and photos to the equipment you use to the people you associate with you know that all changes and moves and there's always new things coming into your world and I think it is important you sort of people you associate but like don't associate with people that basically that well this is me I don't like associating myself with people that you can't have a discussion about a topic that you both disagree about but you can have an actual like back and forth cordial argument Right, because I think that really sharpens you. And if you have a theory, say the way you shoot, or how you handle a client, or or your project management that you've been going by, but this person's pretty different, you know, a that reinforces why you maybe use that process, or it opens your your eyes to oh wait, there's a different way I could do this. It might actually help in some situations. But if you're surrounding, you know, if if you're around somebody that can't have that conversation. To me, I just think it's it's somebody that you might want to consider not even like associating with. <laughs> right. I think people that can have good arguments, and when I mean arguments, I don't mean like yelling, fighting. I just mean like you both have a different take on a subject. Yeah. And you're and you're cordial about it yeah. about how you have your discussion. When I think I, that's really helpful. Right. And also then surrounding yourself with people that are just smarter than you. And you know that they're smarter than you and it's like asking questions that's huge too right and at the end of the day you're not going to learn anything if you you know if you keep that that mindset going just because you'll never find new ways of doing anything which is really important in our world because we are you know paid to be creative and paid to help people realize their message and their vision and blah 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 yeah that's a good I mean talking about like message and vision and stuff um, which is I think important and um, talking about like when your vision I know because you do stuff a lot at Between Pixels about kind of meshing an idea of a video but with like the branding and kind of the direction that the company is taking right and sometimes the your idea for the video might not actually fit what the company is about like how do you wrestle through um, making content that that's not just cool, new, different, um, you know, catches people's eyes, communicates a message, but that also fits what the company itself is about. Right. Well, and that's, that's, it's one of those things where I guess it's every, I mean, it's almost everything in the creative world. It's all about the situation. Um, because a lot of times you just have to look at where they're going and it's kind of one of those things I was, uh, saying earlier today that you know you have a client that comes to you with this idea or not even an idea because a lot of times they're if you're good enough and if you you're doing what you really want to be doing they're going to trust you um, to do that now obviously first-time clients um, 
you know, not so much, but if it's someone you've been working with for a while, you know, they've kind of entrusted you. And, and so a lot of times they'll come to you with ideas or sometimes they won't. They'll just come to you with the premise of what they need. And you have to take that and look at who they are, you know, what they've done before. If they're not an edgy company, then you either need to rebrand them or go with what they've, what they've been doing if it's great and if it fits them, if it is this model. Of course, it's always exciting to get those clients who are like, well, we don't really care if we're all over the place. That's cool. And then you're like, all right, that's cool too. But there, are, it is great a lot of times working with those clients who are already set up and you can match their tone. I mean, that's awesome because a lot of times for us, it's it's easier. And there's but there's still this avenue of creativity that you know, it's kind of it's more of a challenge because you get to stay within that feel. But a lot of times, that's I mean, that's just the most important thing is to is to keep the brand intact and. And, and a lot of times your creative visions will explore in different areas and say, what if I had a, you know, what if I could do a cool time-lapse video for this stuff? But in the end, that client, that is nowhere near what they need. You're just like, oh, well, I could make it fit. But in reality, it probably wouldn't be right. And even if they liked it at the end of the day, that doesn't mean that it's the best thing either. Um, especially if it's way off base from where they've been and they're still not even going in a new direction either. Uh, and that's kind of tough. It's kind of tough to rein in. That's you know that's what being a creative is all about is being creative, but also knowing when to um, shape that into a way that's most usable for the client rather than something that could actually hinder them on the other way. And I think it's also just a lot of it is respecting and honoring the client that's come to you with their money that they've earned and have entrusted you to do something that they probably don't really, they, they no, they don't know how to do. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them sometimes are apprehensive and, you know, like it or not, a lot of people are in the business world don't have a creative mind, which A, it's hard to connect with them, but then also they kind of put you up as this, wow, you're a, you create content, you're, you're special, you know, like you have a, they put a lot of trust in you sometimes even though when we look at what we do a lot of times we're like we're not doing anything special you know yeah if you knew our tricks you wouldn't think think what we do is, is special in any means but you know it's you know when you when you really dig deep and ask the questions about what they want to do with the content where is it going to sit in their site what do they want to do in the future you know you're learning about their heart and where they're going and what their company's about and that like i think that really will make your content better you'll enjoy creating it and it's going to better serve your client. And then I think they really see that, that you're trying to invest in them and understand them. And hopefully that turns into a longer relationship. If right. You really, almost, almost like a dating relationship. If you really like pursue them, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and understand what they're about, then I think that comes across a lot in the work that you do as well. Right. But yeah, for sure. And then, so, you know, that, that is that. And we never, we actually still haven't talked about the, um, just more of uh, the tech side of this, because um, we always have to get our technical portion of the show. So, yeah, you know, knowing knowing where your uh, client wants to go and fit um, is is great on that end. But this kind of comes back around to um, to the idea of future proofing yourself and making sure you have the right protocols in place and. And that is, um, 
and this is more of those for, for those of you who handle a lot of files, mainly for the video guys, um, all their web guys and photography and graphic design handle a lot of files too. So it's just, I guess it's for everyone actually, so I take that back. <laughs> um, and lately, I mean, nowadays you're creating so much stuff, it's, it's also for just the, you know, creatives who are creating the briefs and scripting and outlining, storyboarding and, and those guys. I mean, nowadays you're dealing with all these different files and different versions. But anyway, keeping your, your file system and your naming system you know, proper. And it's kind of like if you use something like um, Basecamp or Teamwork or what is it? What was that? What was the other one? Uh, Osana. And we Asana. need to talk about that later. Yeah, it's really easy. Yeah. Awesome. If you're using any kind of project management stuff and you have a team or it's just you, that's the, that's the big thing about this is this will affect you now and whether or not you grow a year from now, if you grow into two or three people working with you or it's still just you, it still makes a lot of sense to keep track of it, is always keeping the right structure in place. You know, like for instance, I have client folders, you know, where I've, I've you know, client A, client B, and within that is each project. You know, if it's a video series, it's the name of that series. And then within that, if they're, multiple videos, you know, you can break it up however you want it. Um, but just keeping that mindset, like being as specific as you can without writing a whole sentence in your file name, you know, but incorporating as much detail into those file names so that a year now you or one of your coworkers or a partner or whoever can open it up and know almost exactly what it is. Obviously, it's it's not that easy because something, I mean, you just don't name files with 10 words <laughs> a lot of times. That just, that's, sometimes that's kind of crazy and excessive, but if you can just hone in and name them the closest thing possible to what it is, that will, that in itself will change your world. And if you stick to a protocol that you put in place of that organization, of any of your files, thoughts or ideas you know for instance if there's a way that you write if you have if you use like an online Evernote or something you know like if you use an online type thing or if you use a you know something more like um, Final Draft or or well if you're script writing if you're making a creative brief you know some people I like the flexibility a lot of just making um, storyboarding stuff in Photoshop but then I also like to make my creative brief sometimes a lot like storyboards, but you know, I'll just do those in Word. Right. Um, but you know, even down to those things, just always making sure that you're staying on top of, of naming, um, keeping your file structure the same every time so that you, it, you know, really I like mine to look where, yeah, I don't even have to explain something to someone. Like they know exactly where it's gonna be because of that folder and they know if they click on that folder they can open up the next one and they see five or six folders they know exactly what's in those too and you know that's just so important and a lot of times you know creative people don't really think that way a lot of times and I my brain is a very hard stop between creative and technical I have a very there I cannot code and then I cannot write stories <laughs> so I have a solid it is black and white in my brain on how I think about things. So I have a big technical side of organization, and then I have a, a creative side. Um, and those two worlds 
meet a lot of times but don't really excel very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I have to use the best of both of them. And I know that's the way a lot of us are, especially people who are starting creative, like creative startups. You know, anyone who's into to branding nowadays, you have to run your own business, you know. And it's it's a uh, cuz there's so many talented people out there. It's really easy to expand. Like it's if you if you have the right clients and you have clients that can pay enough, you know, it's very easy to expand and like hire out your freelance graphic designer for this thing and then hire out, you know, this writer for this and you know, subcontract it all out. So that kind of makes a lot of us have to become, you know, real you know, business people. And that comes in with, with renaming things and keeping your, like I said, keeping your files and your methodology and mentality of organization together. Um, and actually thinking about that, that's another problem. You get into a project, get excited, start doing this and this everywhere. You end up, you know, three weeks later and you're like, what is where? Okay, now I've put it all here. But now that I brought this other person in, it's not easy to work for them, you know? So it's like from the very beginning, every time, that's the thing that you just have to force yourself to do up front. And on the back end, you'll actually save a lot of time. So. That's true. So what's your, um, let's just talk about like a regular project, just like footage and and the project file itself, an editing project, um, you know, some light, you know, uh, maybe some... After Effects titles, like what is your be looking, you know, to, in the future to how you're going to organize now? What does that look like? Because I think that's most applicable to some people. Like, how do how are you doing that? Yeah, I know when I do it, I always start out with first of all the client. Um, I mean, this works even. I mean, there's a there's a couple of videos I've done recently that I know that that is the only thing I'll do for that person. You know, it's mm-hmm. just like. That's not a lifetime client, it's just not. And a lot of us are in that realm, I would think. Um, although it's great when you're not, but when you are, you can still use the same mentality in case they ever come back. And I think you definitely should, but I start out and I make a folder. So like, for instance, we're sitting in my house and if you hear a cat, I have a cat too, and Chris has a cat. So every show <laughs> we almost have a cat somewhere around us and they're always meowing or messing with cables and I have a kid running outside of my house he's like yelling and screaming anyway so I'm at home in the living room what I've done and this has taken me this is not perfection whatsoever but it's my ideal situation for now so um, I have a NAS drive here in my house and it has uh, I think I have 10 terabytes in there now. I'm actually about to expand and add on to that because it's got a USB 3 port in the back. So I'm about to expand and add on another 12 to it. Dang. Yeah. So that's my archive. I mean, it's mirrored the new system, which is actually that drive you gave me. That's what I yeah. uh, Chris gave me a RAID enclosure, and I'm going to make use of it, but make sure it's all mirrored. Or RAID 5 is pretty good, too, although I did see someone on Twitter today saying that they had a Lacey rate, a Lacey rate five, and yeah, it was not on. rebuilding. Ooh. They were put it, yeah. One of their drives failed. They put a new one in, and it was not rebuilding. So that's the failure of a RAID five system. Although they are great for saving space and speed, but that's that can happen. So just be warned. Anyway, so all mine set up. I'm I'm gonna come around to it. Just give me a little bit of time. I'm gonna I'm gonna finish this story. But my drives are all set up, and I basically just archive. I plug them directly into my computer archive a project when I'm done 
and then I plug it back into the NAS. Now I could do it wirelessly, but some for a you know 400 gig project it takes forever, so there's just no <laughs> point. It's very easy to plug and unplug with my laptop. Anyway, archived to that, it's always there, and I have access to my NAS from anywhere. I can pull it up on my phone. I can pull it up anywhere in my house from any computer. Um, it's actually I've edited off of it before wirelessly. I mean that was DSLR footage, but editing wirelessly f from my couch on my laptop That's to my nice. NAS, it was sweet. Um, and in the future, this is just going to get faster. Although data rates on cameras are going to get faster, so it's going to keep competing. And so anyway, that's not my solution for editing. But anyway, on that, I have just a ton of client folders. It's just client A, B, C, and within those is each little project. You know, whether it be web design or flyer for this. You know, it's so and so flyer design, and then it's you know video series. And within that, I have you know. Premiere Pro, graphics and VFX folder, you know, audio folder, footage folder, and, you know, I... I so do you try to be as, like, descriptive as possible? Yeah, like, for instance, like, let's say if I'm working on something, which almost all my projects now involve graphics and video, because that's just the way I do now, um, but I'll have, you know, from the top I'll have audio, and in that it'll have voiceover, music, production sound and then I'll go to you know I'll have graphics slash VFX folder because I don't I mean I don't do heavy visual effects I just call it VFX it's more like text on top of footage or <laughs> or right. photos sliced up with like some like movement to them um, but you know I'll do graphics and VFX and within that I'll have you know vector illustrations if I'm doing more of a you know kinetic thing then I'll have you know stock photos I'll have transition elements that I've, you know, that I've pre-built. I'll have, you know, After Effects in there. So yeah. I'll basically have anything. I try to put everything. I make that one main folder, like if it's a video project, <clears throat> I try to make that root folder as clean as I can. Um, I, you know, I only like to have five or six different folders in that first one. And then from there, those folders branch out. You know, I have a Documents folder, and Documents includes you know, talent releases, scripts, storyboards, et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, of course, a lot of the documents, you you know, you use with Dropbox, and um, that's great as well. Of course, I'm venturing away from Dropbox, trying to find other things. But anyway, yeah, and, and like if I'm doing a website, I'll have, you know, I'll have design, and then it'll, you know, and then you'll have um, development, then you'll have copy or, you know, whatever your text is. And you'll right. have images and there'll be stock photos or there'll be, you know, photos we've taken and, and finals and compressed for different things. But when you're going through all that, you just got to keep it as clear as possible to yourself and always asking yourself, hey, a year from now, am I going to be able to open this and know what's going on? Or is, or more importantly, a month from now is is a subcontractor going to be able to come on and open this and know what's going on without too much explanation? And I think that's one of the biggest, biggest deals as well. For me, I guess um, you're expanding it. You're looking at it a little bit more than, than me as far as like backup and stuff. But right now for me, I guess I use a lot of times I have like a master backup hard drive, but then each client or each project I guess it's each cl each project right now I 
you know, they have their own hard drive, which is getting a lot of hand. I probably need to rethink that. But, um, and then within that, so they have their own. You well, know, now I will say, let me interrupt you real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, for me, well, not each client has a hard drive because I don't do enough stuff. But I essentially have three or four drives that I use for current projects. And then once I'm done, I offload them off of those drives. And I just keep reusing those drives. So that's kind of how I do that. Anyway. Okay, so, gotcha. Yeah. But within, like, I think I've been pretty good over the years just because I'm pretty anal about how I organize things um but you know i have the main you know descriptive of the client and of the project um so as i am doing a band it'd be like you know band a you know underscore um the video name underscore then the year Mm -hmm. or i do the year first then the project um then within that you know i have a footage folder i have a project premiere project folder I have, um, so my Premiere Projects is inside that folder. And then I have an XML, then I have a footage folder, then I have, you know, like if there's any photos, a photo folder, then I have, I've been starting to use your, um, how you name things, and I have a VFX folder. And so inside the VFX folder has my After Effects file, if I have that, and any exports from the VFX, photos is self-explanatory. Footage, you know, if I'm doing multiple so if there's an interview portion, I have another, I have a folder within that says interview. Mm-hmm. And within that, I have cam one, cam two, you know, cam three. Right. Um, then the then the audio, if I'm running dual recorder, if you back out inside the footage, then I'll have like, you know, if I'm shooting the band live, I'll I'll describe the, the location and the date. And within that, I then, if I have multiple cameras going, I have each one in its own folder back out of that so that you know i keep everything very very organized in the footage realm just so i can really see exactly i know what footage i'm dealing with because i bring in each folder separately within premiere and mm-hmm. that's how i also then organize it which i'm sure a lot of you guys do and i know you do jesse it just helps when like hey i need some people shots and i, I remember when i was shooting that this location had more people shots when I shot it. So then I could really easily go into that folder within Premiere, grab that footage, throw it on the timeline. If you know I was feeling like it was too much band, I needed more people. Right. Just, you know, the more you keep organized when you're shooting and when before you start editing, like this, oh, it makes your life so much more easy. <laughs> yeah. And if you need to pass it off, you know, you know you had everything there. For instance, like if I get a file via Dropbox, like don't just drag it in from Dropbox. Right. Copy it onto the project drive, then bring it in from the project drive. Um, if music, don't just copy it from your download bin. Put it in, in the correct music folder. And if you're using, you know, test music, you know, have a test folder inside your music that you keep that in. Like the more you keep organized, just it makes it easy for me to like I know when I edit Jesse's stuff, I'm used to his how he labels things and I can just I can pretty much can go unless there's something weird going on and more the more my questions are based on what's the what's the end result time length of the video where is it being shown is there any previous videos that have the same vibe that you're trying to copy you know when's it due like bigger you know higher arc arcing questions questions that really have an impact on the message and the the finished result then dude where's music file vf42256 underscore you know like I'm not asking these tedious questions because right. he's done a good job. And if you do a good job, then you can really 
bring in new people and if you're swamped you could just hand it to an editor you don't want to have phone calls if you're if you're swamped and you're bringing in an editor or someone else on a project that means that you're probably out shooting or doing something meeting with a client and you don't want to have to answer emails based on that you don't want to have to answer phone calls based on that because it's really pointless and then hiring that person because then you're still spending time on that project. The point is to offload some of your work. So the more you keep organized, the more you can bring people in, the more that you're not killing yourself, the more that you can remember when you're personally editing, it just makes it so much easier and makes so much sense. Right. But, you know, have that. I mean, you can, there's also, what's that program that we found that will set up templates on how you want to work? Post haste. Post haste. Yeah. If you really want to be really, you can set up, Post haste does it basically makes your folder structure for I mean it's just look it up I right. can't really it's a, explain it. It's a it. pre-made folder structure, so custom customizable. You, you custom so. you custom make your folder structure, and it's basically just a it's basically you know just a, a script um, for you video guys. You, the you know like a After Effects or a, you know Final Cut script. So basically, just runs and sets up all your folders however you predetermine. Although, um, that's once again, that's called Post Haste by Digital Rebellion. Um, that's I think it's a, free, right? Yeah, it's free. That's a cool, definitely a cool app. Um, you know, that's, whoops, that's one of those great things to keep in mind, though. Like he said, it's just one of those, when you bring in people, if you, you know, if you ever bring in people, it's going to save you so much time. Because, you know, like, for example... Like he said, uh, Chris alluded to this a little bit. If you know, you can be out at a meeting, at a shoot, or just honestly, just off of your email or phone for a few hours, and that person is trying to work on some files that they don't know where they are, man, and they can't get in touch with you. What do you think they're doing? It's on. It's on your dime. They're not gonna <laughs> sit there and struggle and just if there aren't and and it's even worse if the files aren't there at all, then. You know, you're really in a bad place because they're just going to sit there and not do anything. You know, if they will good... be charging you, especially if you're paying by the hour. Right. Well, which is why I don't pay by the hour. But that's that's, that's a different story. Um, but anyway, they're they're definitely going to just sit there and you know wait and say, oh well, hey, I didn't I didn't have it. Because you know, honestly, I'm not the kind of person that wants to do that. But if you did that to me, I would do the same thing. I just wouldn't do it. I'd foc- now if you gave me something else, I'd focus on that. But at the end of the day, that's your fault. So it's just like always keeping. And man, this is so funny. We're talking about this because I, I've, I had this, you know, it's like I learned this. That was a very integral thing, you know, six years ago. But I'm still running into situations where it doesn't happen. And that specifically, I mean, sometimes for me, but it's just like, you know, I run into situations where I'll get, you know, I'll get footage from, from a company who had another editor do stuff. And it's like, okay, we're missing half of the media in this timeline. <laughs> you know, then you have to get in touch with their editor. That dude doesn't know anything. He's like, I don't yeah. know. I was handed off to it from another guy. <laughs> oh, dear. And so it's just, it's one of those things where if you just, you know, it's, and it's a lot of times, like I said, it's that rush of getting the project in. You want to get to work on it and you, you know, you have all these ideas, especially if it's a project where you can get started right away. Like, you know, if it's a graphic design project and you're you're branding somebody, man, it is very tempting to start pulling images and concepts and bringing that together and then forgetting that you left them on your desktop and now you're working on a new 
hard drive. You're on a new computer somewhere yeah. else or something, or you forgot to upload them to your Dropbox or whatever you use for that. So that is definitely it just makes your life easy right much easier and even i mean it starts with really like i I like doing it at the shoot like i think there's enough time especially with if you have a macbook or whatever um and now again if you're not shooting raw (laughs) but even with raw we found out that i mean we could offload in between setups it's a pain in the butt it is (laughs) yeah that's that's another discussion but if you have a pa to do that for you then definitely yeah it's but if you're must. just doing like dslr or just hd you know c300 or whatever then like you can really just offload and be organized and if you're like say three person crew or three person company you have one editor two shooters like those two shooters should be helping the editor out by like getting the footage just prepared for it you know knowing what NLE they're using like if they're gonna use you know uh, Final Cut Seven still then it'd be nice if they can get transcode started like in the car after the shoot just have them going so when you hand it off to the editor they have both the original stuff and the ProRes and the correct folder structure so they can get going right it, I think it just if you have that mindset from the minute you stop shooting like mm-hmm. it just it helps so much. And then talk within your company about how, what's the folder structure everyone is good with. Right. Because, you know, and have a discussion like, okay, we like it this way. And then stick to that again until something that is so good makes you want to change. Then change your direction a little bit if there's a way that makes so much sense. And if you're growing so big, you got to start using like numbers and attached to accounts. And like, then that's another discussion that happened. But decide on something within your company, no matter how big you are, if it's just yourself, you know, talk to yourself, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, self. And it just, it, man. Let me tell you how we're going to wrangle this MP3. Yeah. All righty. But yes. no, that's very true. And because this is a kind of another, um, it's kind of another quick topic on that side of things is, you know, a lot of times getting into things, whether you're, you know, more like us and you're kind of a one man band, but have a lot of people you can bring in on things. Um, or you're the people that down the road, a lot of times, you know, you can always expand. And that's, that's one thing you don't think of at first, uh, especially when you're in the, the lower phase of things, is, is being, you know, larger and having more people. You know, maybe having official employees or, you know, an average of two or three subcontractors that you're, you know, you're keeping them working fairly often. Um, a lot of times you don't expect that, but, you know, definitely expect yourself to grow and what you're doing to grow because you know if you don't you chances are you probably won't i mean that's that's just kind of how it is so i you know i think it's really good to see you know it's hard to see the future but to see to see a future at least um and you know expect yourself to grow and say well yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna be doing a lot more one day you know, if I'm not now, you know, I'll be doing more eventually. So I need to make sure to prepare myself in the best way possible for that time. Totally agree. So. So what's uh? Do we want to go any cool gear we want to talk about? We can. We were gonna try to end this video, this video, this podcast at around 30 minutes. We're at 35, so. We'll save you know, gear for next time. How about that? Or we can just I think talk. we should talk about um. 
Well, let's just talk about really quick about the this, the larger storage solution that you came across uh, because yes. I think it's a good price point. Now this yeah. this is I think everything is scalable. So if you're scared right. by this price point, just think of the idea of what it that thing does on a smaller scale that fits what you do. So it's we're about to talk about a, a SaaS, right? A SaaS yeah. system. Um, so. If you, I mean, it's it's what fifteen grand, right? Which is actually cheap in the SaaS world. Fifteen, twenty. Well, yeah, yeah, and so the, I the have idea, a, the I, idea is to be able to work from multiple computers yeah. and have backup. Yeah, yeah, we had a need to, you know, really be able to edit and just do things from one centralized location within an office. Um, so I looked at many options. I mean, there are lots of great ones out there. A lot of them do really cool stuff. And then I came across a company called Studio Network Solutions. How appropriate is that name? Because I literally Googled Studio, or it was like Video Network Solution. Or no, it was like Storage Network Solution. And there's Studio Network Solutions. Um, SNSNetworks.com, I think, is their website, or something like that. But anyway... They have this system called the Evo, and starts at I think the starting price was seven thousand for yeah for about seven for about seven grand you can get a two person like it's really small though I think it's like I don't know six terabyte system but it's capable of pushing out enough data to two people to edit off of from the same drive, um, so that's kind of they're they're catering to the smaller needs because what I've been seeing is you know I'd like. 20 to 30 terabytes and this is all for just active storage it's not our backup solution this is like we'd have an archive solution and adjacent and, to this yeah yeah and this would just run alongside parallel um with that where you could dump stuff off once you're done with it but 20 to 30 terabytes you know need to push five to six editing machines from this and be able to edit off of the same thing you know, if you needed to, if you needed to physically work from the same footage, even you could do that. Um, and everything I was looking at was, you know, twenty, was, 20 yeah, 25, was, I, you know, grand. I was averaging a thousand dollars a terabyte, so it was twenty thousand, twenty-five thousand dollars. And you know, um, this solution needed to fit iMacs, MacBook Pros, just the Apple line because they're abandoning. Uh, Hopefully Macro. not, but oh, yeah. we'll see. Yeah. Well, anyway, we are, I guess. Oh, okay. So, or, or, you know, this solution needed to fit a model that could fit anything, even even some dreaded Windows machines. So, you know, obviously, gigabit Ethernet is the way to go um, for slower stuff. You can, you know, obviously graduate to fiber and 10 gigabit Ethernet, which those both will handle you know, anything that you throw at it right now. Um, that's what the big boys use. But we needed something that wasn't 25 grand because a lot of that, that price is really outfitting everything. It's either you buy this crazy switch that's proprietary to the company, you know, or you buy these Thunderbolt to fiber boxes that are 900 bucks a piece or Thunderbolt to 10 gig E, and then you have to have a switch for that, which 10 gig E switches are like, you know, a couple grand. So anyway... It was getting really expensive. So found found Studio Network Solutions, found the Evo system. And I mean, our second quote, which is what I think, um, you know, what I think would be a good solution was like 32 terabytes uh, 
you know, you can RAID 5 it, so you really get about 25 terabytes usable, and, you know, you're always kind of protected. Not an ultimate protection system, but it's kind of protected. And, um, and anyway, it was like 16 grand, and they will come out, install it for you, give you, you know, um, lifetime phone support or whatever and then you, you pay for annual like real technical support where they'll come in and just like if something cool thing about this system is it's always monitored online it will literally text you when something's wrong you know you can always go online and see it from the web interface so they'll they'll handle all that but yeah they'll they'll have a company or their company will send a guy out install it for you make sure you're set up that you're running right that your data's pulled correctly and everything and it was you know, these guys have been in the business for 15 years. So all that to say, Studio Network Solutions, if you're out there and, you know, you're big enough to need something like this, go check them out. They've been in the business for like 15 years. I want to touch but, on two, like, cool features that you told me. Yeah. One is um, how it can turn basically any drive. What was the software yes, that they used? X-Target. X-Target. Oh, that's another thing. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. This is, this is actually a great feature because it's only $900. So for $900, you can get software to turn your existing hard drives into their own sort of iSCSI drive, meaning this is, I actually thought about doing this in my house. Um, buy a Mac Mini, take all your old hard drives, figure out the best way to connect them to that Mac Mini, and by using their X-Target software, you can make those drives available to you on your network. Now, at first, that's not amazing, but what that app does what that really expensive application does is make sure that that mac mini is using those hard drives and your internet to the best it possibly can because a lot of drives like my nas drives like that's the problem you can go buy a nas like i did for 400 bucks and you're set up with a bunch of storage and you're great problem is it's always competing with your internet that's just the way they work but x target uses the computer's power and it can be any Intel, new Intel. So you can get an old, original Intel Mac Mini mm -hmm. for like $250 off of eBay, set this up. But it will essentially use any drive and it will allocate the resources properly so it's actually fast. So essentially for, let's say two grand, you can buy Mac Mini, X-Target, like a RAID enclosure, Ethernet lines, and you can be editing from that from multiple computers. Now, the difference between the Evo, why pay 15 grand versus two or three grand with XTarget is you won't be able to have a bunch of computers pulling from this thing all the time with all this footage and stuff. It's a very small solution, but It'd definitely be a cool but solution it's scalable. if you that's need what's, that. That's what I think people are interested in is, it is like if, yeah. if you get the XTarget software, Get some, get some, you know, a used enclosure, an older Mac. You can have something going that's scalable, and you're in their system already. And what's great too is their connection really close with Adobe. And I think that was another cool thing that you brought up is like when you're <clears throat> editing, because it allows you to edit the same footage from multiple computers. And but what could really get messed up is say you both try to access the same project file. <laughs> that can right. get messed up. And what's great about it, they work with Adobe, so where basically there's a warning that pops up on your screen. And it says, warning, you know, this project's been, is open currently. Do you want to continue? And so it's smart in knowing what footage and what projects are being accessed. And is that also on X-Target? 
I don't remember if you told me that, or is that just on the Evo system? You know, I'm I'm not sure. Because if that was also an X Target, that is awesome. Yeah. Because I see a, I probably see a lot of people out there just being like two editors, or maybe it's just a two person company and two people are shooting, and then they come they shoot for three days, edit for two, they're coming in, you know, just being able to say, oh he's working on that you know accidentally open that and not corrupt the file or mess it up or any way in any way and like that's a great deal if it has that intelligent software built into the x target um right but that's that's really that's yeah because that's saving at least if you're moving up to you know a SaaS, that's saving like 10 grand and I know from, I mean, I was in the office when you were talking to him. Technically, it'd be a SAN. SAN? But yeah, it doesn't really matter. Because uh, okay. this isn't really either. Oh, this is like a hybrid. That's, that's correct. But um, but they were really great with you on the phone. Oh, man, and yeah. They, they spent hours. I mean, you haven't bought anything from them yet. And you spent probably, what, six to seven, eight hours with them talking yeah. about this stuff. I mean, it is a big purchase, so they should do that. Yep. But it's something I think you guys should check out. Do you have the website? Can we plug that? Um let me see. It is, I'm pretty sure it's just studio, no, yeah, studionetworksolutions.com. Check them out. It's as simple as it gets. But they do, they've installed 300 of these Evo systems at over, um, like at Pixar, you know, at all these, you know, all the big companies, Liongate, all these different things. And, um, and they're growing, like they're just getting, like they've been making the Evo for five years, but they've just now started really doing the integration thing. So being able to have, um, they have their own version of kind of like Prelude, I guess, uh, which no one, I mean, I don't really use that. Another topic we could talk about real quick is Bulletproof. Um, I'll save that. Okay. Because I don't have any experience, I don't even play with it before. Yeah. I wouldn't have anything to talk about. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Um, but anyway, they, you know, they're so they're still building and growing and figuring things out so it'll just keep getting better and better but uh there's definitely a need i mean even if you're as small as um just the one man band thing you know there's always a need for more storage and you know faster better but still not spending you know 10 to 15 grand so and and again like if you, if you see the 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 idea behind a nas sas whatever Take that idea, you know, of um, of a rated system that protects your hard drive that multiple people can access. And if you like those ideas, but you can't afford it, look for a solution. Maybe it's the X Target software with a Mac Mini or something that can you can scale down all the way. To, that idea and theory and the and just thought process of protecting your footage and and that, you know the speed that you need, all that can be scaled down to just a one person show. It's it's the just keeping in mind like you're gonna you know organize your footage correctly like keep in mind that you need to have your footage backed up you need to have you know certain protocols in order to protect that footage because the worst thing that can happen is you lose clients footage <laughs> for you I mean that sucks yeah so have an offsite backup if you need it you know even if you do get a raid and you want it really fast as a raid zero or whatever you know have a backup to that like Jesse's doing in his house with something you know that I gave him paired with something that's super cheap on his home network like there's different ways to go about you know killing or cooking the same animal I don't remember what? the term there's some term where different killing ways two to two birds with one stone uh, not that term there's a there's a term that I'm missing anyway just think about scalability no ooh and I just talking, my microphone I'm not what I'm at you have to edit the microphone. <laughs> I can't. I edit. No editing anymore. Oh, yeah, we don't edit anymore. So sorry, guys, that we're what 
or listening to this, I hope you weren't listening to it on headphones. Yeah. Anyway. If they're still listening at this point, that's awesome. Damn. Because they are still, I mean, we're still trucking along, man. Just like going for it. Just digitally built, man. We're digitally building things. You know uh, what I'm saying? All right. Uh, we've hit that point. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So, well, thanks for, for listening this week. And again, if you have any topics you want us to talk about, I don't know why you care to listen to us but if you do thank you um if you have any uh people that you want us to try to get on to talk with preferably in the atlanta area or we can skype them skype them in um hit us up at hello at digitallybuilt.com or twitter at fenner 403 and at jesse lavender and uh and also as we've been doing this podcast i have been working and tweaking our website a little bit Nothing special at all, but I at least added our um, our Twitter handles, the email address, and then our personal websites. Um, so you can check those out. Enjoy. Enjoy. And that's it. 